Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, March 15th. I want to draw your attention to a new podcast that you can listen to, Heartbeat for Israel. The show is hosted by Sharon Sanders, co-founder and director of Christian Friends of Israel. She has lived in Israel for the past 30 years, building authentic and loving relationships with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now you can listen to her teachings on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Just go to one of these podcast platforms and search for Heartbeat for Israel, and you will find the program there. She brings a unique and much-needed perspective to the table. Here are the titles of some of her teachings. What is the missing link in our faith? Buried in the sands of time, the Jewishness of Jesus, Jerusalem, the throne of the Lord, the red-letter words of Jesus, a paradox, the halt of history. We are partners and friends with this ministry. Please tune in each week and listen to Heartbeat for Israel, and soon you will sense a spiritual heartbeat for Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayakel, and it means, And He Assembled. Exodus 38, 1-31 He made the altar for burnt offering of acacia wood five amot long and five amot wide, square, and three amot high. He made horns for it on its four corners, the horns being of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with copper. He made all the utensils of the altar, the pails, the scrapers, the basins, the flesh hooks, and the firepans. He made all these utensils of copper. He made for the altar a grating of meshwork in copper extending below, under its ledge to its middle. He cast four rings at the four corners of the copper grating as holders for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with copper. And he inserted the poles into the rings on the side walls of the altar to carry it by them. He made it hollow of boards. He made the laver of copper and its stand of copper from the mirrors of the women who performed tasks at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He made the enclosure. On the south side a hundred emote of hangings of fine twisted linen for the enclosure, with their twenty posts and their twenty sockets of copper, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver. On the north side a hundred emote, with their twenty posts and their twenty sockets of copper, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver. 
On the west side, 50 emote of hangings with their 10 posts and their 10 sockets, the hooks and bands of the posts being silver. And on the front side, to the east, 50 emote. 15 emote of hangings on the one flank with their three posts and their three sockets, and 15 emote of hangings on the other flank, on each side of the gate of the enclosure with their three posts and their three sockets. All the hangings around the enclosure were of fine twisted linen. The sockets for the posts were of copper. The hooks and bands of the posts were of silver. The overlay of their tops was of silver. All the posts of the enclosure were banded with silver. The screen of the gate of the enclosure done in embroidery was of blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and fine twisted linen. It was twenty emote long. Its height, or width, was five emote, like that of the hangings of the enclosure. The posts were four. Their four sockets were of copper, their hooks of silver, and the overlay of their tops was of silver, as were also their bands. All the pegs of the Mishkan and of the enclosure roundabout were of copper. These are the records of the Mishkan, the Mishkan of the pact, which were drawn up at Moses' bidding, the work of the Leviim under the direction of Itamar son of Aaron the Kohen. Now Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda, had made all that Hashem had commanded Moses. At his side was Oholiah, son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan, carver and designer and embroiderer, in blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and in fine linen. All the gold that was used for the work, in all the work of the sanctuary, the elevation offering of gold, came to twenty-nine kikarot and seven hundred and thirty shekelim by the sanctuary weight. The silver of those of the community who were recorded came to one hundred kikarot and one thousand seven hundred and seventy-five shekelim by the sanctuary weight. A becca ahead, half a shekel by the sanctuary weight. For each one who was entered in the records from the age of twenty years up, six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty men. The one hundred kikarot of silver were for casting the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets for the curtain, one hundred sockets to the one hundred kikarot, a kikar, a socket. And of the one thousand seven hundred seventy-five shekelim, he made hooks for the posts, overlay for their tops, and bands around them. The copper from the elevation offering came to seventy kikarot and two thousand four hundred shekelim. Of it he made the sockets for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the copper altar and its copper grating, and all the utensils of the altar, the sockets of the enclosure round about, and the sockets of the gate of the enclosure, and all the pegs of the mishkan, and all the pegs of the enclosure round about. Verse King seven forty to eight twenty one. Hiram also made the labors, the scrapers, and the sprinkling bowls. So Hiram finished all the work that he had been doing for King Shlomo on the house of Hashem. The two columns, the two globes of the capitals upon the columns, and the two pieces of network to cover the two globes of the capitals upon the columns. The four hundred pomegranates for the two pieces of network, two rows of pomegranates for each network, to cover the two globes of the capitals upon the columns. 
the ten stands and the ten labors upon the stands, the one tank with the twelve oxen underneath the tank, the pails, the scrapers, and the sprinkling bowls, all those vessels in the house of Hashem that Hiram made for King Solomon were of burnished bronze. The king had them cast in earthen molds in the plain of the Jordan between Sukkot and Zarethan. Solomon left all the vessels unweighed because of their very great quantity. The weight of the bronze was not reckoned. And Solomon made all the furnishings that were in the house of Hashem, the altar of gold, the table for the bread of display of gold, the menorahs, five on the right and five on the left, in front of the shrine, of solid gold, and the petals, lamps, and tongs of gold, the basins, snuffers, sprinkling bowls, ladles, and firepans of solid gold, and the hinge sockets for the doors of the innermost part of the house, the Holy of Holies, and for the doors of the great hall of the house of gold. When all the work that King Solomon had done in the house of Hashem was completed, Solomon brought in the sacred donations of his father David, the silver, the gold, and the vessels, and deposited them in the treasury of the house of Hashem. Then Solomon convoked the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes, and the ancestral chieftains of the Israelites before King Solomon in Jerusalem to bring up the ark from the city of David, that is, Zion. All the men of Israel gathered before King Solomon at the feast in the month of Athenaeum, that is, the seventh month. When all the elders of Israel had come, the Kohanim lifted the ark and carried up the ark of Hashem. Then the Kohanim and the Leviim brought the tent of meeting and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. Meanwhile, King Solomon and the whole community of Israel, who were assembled with him before the ark, were sacrificing sheep and oxen in such abundance that they could not be numbered or counted. The Kohanim brought the ark to its place underneath the wings of the cherubim in the shrine of the house in the Holy of Holies. For the cherubim had their wings spread out over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim shielded the ark and its poles from above. The poles projected so that the ends of the poles were visible in the sanctuary in front of the shrine, but they could not be seen outside, and there they remained to this day. There was nothing inside the ark but the two tablets of stone which Moses placed there at Horeb when Hashem made a covenant with the Israelites after their departure from the land of Egypt. When the Kohanim came out of the sanctuary, for the cloud had filled the house of Hashem, and the Kohanim were not able to remain and perform the service because of the cloud, for the presence of Hashem filled the house of Hashem, Then Solomon declared, Hashem has chosen to abide in a thick cloud. I have now built for you a stately house, a place where you may dwell forever. Then, with the whole congregation of Israel standing, the king faced about and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. He said, Praised be Hashem, the God of Israel, 
who has fulfilled with deeds the promise he made to my father David. For he said, Ever since I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have not chosen a city among all the tribes of Israel for building a house where my name might abide. But I have chosen David to rule my people Israel. Now my father David had intended to build a house for the name of Hashem, the God of Israel. But Hashem said to my father David, As regards your intentions to build a house for my name, you did right to have that intention. However, you shall not build the house yourself. Instead, your son, the issue of your loins, shall build the house for my name. And Hashem has fulfilled the promise that he made. I have succeeded my father David and have ascended the throne of Israel, as Hashem promised. I have built the house for the name of Hashem, the God of Israel. And I have set a place there for the ark, containing the covenant which Hashem made with our fathers when he brought them out from the land of Egypt. Luke 1, 57-80 Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There is none of your kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue was loosed. And he spoke and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant to us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to give our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. Psalm 58, 
1 to 11. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? Yes, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stops her ear, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. As a snail which melts, let every one of them pass away, like the untimely birth of a woman, that they may not see the sun. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as with the whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. So that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Proverbs 11, 12 and 13 He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. A tale-bearer reveals secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. I want to speak to you today from Exodus chapter 38, and then we're going to jump into 1 Kings chapter 7. And in Exodus chapter 38, let's take a look at verse 8. He made the laver of copper and its stand of copper from the mirrors of the women who performed tasks at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The women of the nation donate their mirrors to provide copper for the labor. The medieval commentator, Rashi, teaches that in Egypt, the women would use these mirrors to make themselves beautiful in order to enliven the spirits of their husbands upon returning from the day's slave labor. These righteous women never lost faith in Hashem and in His promised redemption and ensured the continuity of the Jewish people with these same mirrors. It is due to the merit of the righteous women in the generation of the Exodus that their mirrors are used to construct a vessel in the holy Mishkan. Now I want to jump into 1 Kings chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 41. You all the days that they live on the land that you gave to our fathers, or if a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a distant land for the sake of your name, for they shall hear about your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm when he comes to pray towards this house. I'm going to pause there, and the Israel Bible commentary to verse 41, speaking about the foreigner who comes from a distant land for the sake of God's name. The Israel Bible commentary to that verse reads as follows. King Solomon dedicated the first Beit HaMikdash on the festival of Sukkot, and in his inaugural address asked Hashem to hear the prayers of foreigners who would come to pray toward this house. 
The first temple was constructed with the assistance of members of Gentile nations under the leadership of Hiram of Tyre. Similarly, the second temple was built thanks to the permission and encouragement of Cyrus of Persia. And the third temple will one day also be built with the participation of righteous non-Jews. This international participation is necessary, as the Beit HaMikdash is meant to be a house of prayer for all nations. King Solomon's dedication speech has been memorialized on an imposing glass monument standing tall at the Western Wall today, etched with his universal message to inspire visitors and worshipers from all countries, nationalities, and backgrounds. And now I want to conclude today with this beautiful worship song sung by Carolyn Hyde and Joshua Aaron. And the song is called Keep the Fire Alive. And before I play the song, just wanted to share a quick anecdotal story. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm in Jerusalem for the next several weeks on the king's business. And today was Purim. Um, and I, it, March 8th was the day that Purim was celebrated. And I was in downtown Jerusalem on Java Street and people were dressed uh dressing up. So many ladies were dressed up to look like Queen Esther. And uh, it was really a joyous atmosphere, a time of just great joy, because as they remember the story of Esther and the deliverance of the Jews from the evil Haman. I had a chance to have lunch with Carolyn Hyde today and connect with her and meet with her and find out more about um some of the things that she's involved in, and it was really wonderful to connect with her and to meet with her. She has a son who's involved in, a couple of sons that are involved in some outreach uh, to the Jewish people. You can visit their website at uh, treeoflifeisrael.org. That's treeoflifeisrael.org. They're doing some amazing and phenomenal things to outreach to the Jewish people and to share the love of Yeshua with them. So I want you to enjoy this awesome, wonderful song, uh, worship song, Keep the Fire Alive, sung by Joshua Aaron and Carolyn Hyde. Rise, you will return. 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 